Jimmy Hawk here, Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. Today is Selection Sunday, and I'm pumped. Iowa is a two-seed facing Grand Canyon. Everybody knows Grand Canyon, right? Not really, but Bryce Drew is the coach of Grand Canyon. He's known for one of the best buzzer beaters in NCAA history when he was a senior at Valpo, Valparaiso University, under his dad, who was the coach there, Homer Drew. And Fran said he's friends with Bryce, Scott Drew. Now, Scott's at, at Baylor, who's you know a one seed, as well as he's good friends with Homer Drew. So it's going to be really interesting. The top scorer for Grand Canyon is a seven-footer. The second leading scorer is 6'10", so they're a big team. The Hawkeyes obviously are without Jack Nungy, you know, 6'11 guy that uh, was having a great year off the bench. And, and so it's going to be a challenge for the Hawkeyes. Obviously, I think the Hawkeyes will win it, but but it's going to be an interesting game. And Iowa is in Gonzaga's bracket, so a likely rematch in the Elite Eight. You know, if, if Iowa can get to the Elite Eight, it's likely going to be Gonzaga. So, you know, but first off, Iowa has Grand Canyon. Then if they can get by them, play the winner of Oregon and VCU, uh, Virginia Commonwealth. And then, man, Sweet 16. If, if Iowa can get there, likely a battle against Kansas, the Jayhawks, who play Eastern Washington. And then after the first round against Eastern Washington, they'll play the winner of what everybody calls a play a play-in game. I don't think that's really what it is, but um, that's what we call it. It's Drake. University in Des Moines versus Wichita State. And the winner of that plays USC, and that's who's going to face Kansas in the second round. And I would love to see Iowa versus the Jayhawks in the Sweet 16. I mean, just exciting. Uh, Jayhawks with their history. And if the Hawks can get by them, I think the Hawkeyes can get by the Zags. I mean, do I think it's 50-50? No. But I think I think Iowa has the talent. They can do it. They just have to be hot from three. And last time they played, Iowa could not make three-point shots. Lost by nine points. Gonzaga was hot from three. Iowa just couldn't hit the shots for whatever reason. But uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to see that game. That would just be phenomenal. So, hey, we finally know. Uh, we, we've gotten this far. We got through the Big Ten basketball tournament. That's better than last year. Last year didn't even get through that before it was canceled. Iowa didn't even get to play a game in the Big Ten tournament so excited to be in this position and so excited to see some NCAA championship basketball coming up let's talk a little Big Ten basketball tournament now and and what the Hawkeyes did there Thursday night it was Iowa versus Wisconsin so it's the good guys the Hawkeyes versus the bad guys from Madison Wisconsin the Badgers slow it down they do play really tough defense. You have to hand it to them for that. You know They lead the league in scoring defense. And then Iowa plays the fun brand of basketball, leads the league in scoring offense, and Iowa's defense has gotten so much better of late. So that's winning basketball when you have a good offense and a good defense. The game was in Lucas Oil Stadium, and man, I just love that place. I had such a great weekend, a great night watching the Iowa versus Michigan State Big Ten Championship. Just that whole weekend was so much fun. It was a painful ending, but but loved that whole weekend celebrating and just having fun with Hawkeye fans. Ranks right up there with uh, the other, well, another big event that I went to in Indianapolis, which was the basketball run to the championship, falling just short in 2002. 
the basketball team where Luke Recker had back-to-back game-winning shots over Wisconsin and Indiana before falling to Ohio State in the finals. And the game winner over his old team, the Hoosiers, I was running up and down the stairs with one finger in the air, yelling number one, just going nuts. And all these just Hoosier fans were just despondent, just sitting in their chairs in disbelief, and then grabbed their coats and headed for the doors, knowing that Luke Recker, their guy, just beat him with a dagger game winner. I mean, it was just unbelievable to, to be at that game and seeing him do it two days in a row. Well, Joe Wieskamp, he had the, the injured ankle, but he was ready to go in this one. That meant a lot, you know. I, I thought Iowa wins the game with him in there. Uh, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the NCAA, and not having him for the last 28 minutes in the last game really made that one close. But I thought with, with Wheezy, if he was healthy, Iowa would surely have the advantage here. In the previous game, Micah Potter came off the bench, 6'10", senior. He was just on fire, and Luca really played him tough in this one. He got a few points, but just not like the last game. Uh, Keegan Murray continues to do Keegan Murray things. He had that behind-the-back dribble, drive and spin with a nice floater in the lane. And Garza just running the floor in this one, getting transition buckets early. Uh, Joe Toussaint, again, a great contribution from him. You know, he, he took the charge. He had the unbelievable assist to Luca with a really nice bounce pass and easy lay-in. Uh, so it was really encouraging to see Tucson doing those kind of things again. But it was a 21-8 run to end the half, and Iowa just did not have a field goal in the last three minutes, 30 seconds of the half. You know, I thought Iowa ran a really good play at the end on the inbounds. Joe Tucson got him open for a layup, and then he, he just fell down, you know, driving to the hoop, and, and it was game over seems like that's the third time that I can recall that they went to him on a end-of-half play, you know, knowing that he can penetrate and get to the rim, and he's either fallen down or turned it over. So some things for him to work on. You know, he, he obviously just has, has the skills, just needs to get a little bit more under control. Uh, but I thought Fran grew up a really great play, and, uh, and it looked like that was something that was going to work there. Well, I was down 26 to 32 at half, really anemic first half offensively. You know, for one of the best offenses in the nation, Iowa shot 39% from the field, 0, 0% from three, 0 of 10. Rebounding was pretty equal um, between the two teams. Iowa had eight turnovers, and Wisconsin seven, so uncharacteristic for both of these teams that don't turn it over much. But, I mean, C.J. Frederick was dribbling off his leg out of bounds. Uh, Wieskamp dribbled off his leg right to the defender. Toussaint falling down in the lane. Just a really strange half of basketball. I was hoping, you know, I was actually hoping for a red face Fran at halftime to get the guys pumped up. Uh, just, you know, Garza kept him in this game. Wisconsin shot 45% in the first half and 44% from three. So, it was a little bit distressing there. Um, man, you know, we were talking about Joe Toussaint, and he drives me crazy sometimes. Sometimes I just love him so much for his hustle. That tie-up that he had with Micah Potter on the rebound, I mean, how does he how does he get a jump ball call on a 6'10 guy who's got the ball up? And, and, and the way he can just drive to the basket, I, I don't know, they need to figure out. He drives right through the hoop sometimes and, and doesn't even pass it to anybody. He doesn't shoot it. And 
I mean, I think once they get him reined in a little bit next year, probably we're going to see some good stuff out of him. Because we definitely see flashes here and there. Well, I couldn't believe the end of this game of one-on-one and, and Wieskamp missed it and but got the rebound and flipped it to Jordan Bohannon, who was asking for it, and it was game over. Uh, nobody on Wisconsin's team knew it was a one-on-one. And a one-on-one. So that was just really strange. But Hawkeyes pulled it out in this one. A hard-fought battle. And Luca Garza now with 2,200 points, 900 rebounds in his career. He's the only Big Ten player in history who has done that. I, I read that somewhere. It said he's the only Big Ten player in history who, who has 2,200 points, 900 rebounds. It's just unbelievable. Uh, and only 25 second-half points for Wisconsin. Zero second-half turnovers for the Hawkeyes after eight in the first half. And that helped lead them to a 63-57 to win. Man, Iowa was just 2 of 20 from 3, but got got 2 in the... In the second half, being 0 of 10 in the first half, and then uh, 2 of 10 in the second. Just crazy. But the Hawkeyes forced 14 turnovers, five more than the Badgers average on the season. And I tell you what, 10 blocks, 10 blocked shots for the Hawkeyes. They really willed themselves to victory with how they played on the defensive end. It It was a great performance for Iowa defensively in that second half. Well, Wisconsin hasn't beaten Iowa in football, wrestling, men's or women's basketball in like 490 days. And man, with the break in sports that's coming up here, it's going to be over 700 days since they've beaten the Hawks. That's just great stuff. Well, next up was going to be the semifinals. After Michigan lost to Ohio State, both teams were down a player due to injury. And Michigan had a shot to win the game and for some reason went for the step back three and didn't go in. It just seems like so many teams are doing that where they have their their big player just kind of take a desperation three instead of moving the ball around, trying to get it in closer for a two-pointer, um, especially when it was going to win the game. But anyway, really just a lot of excitement. The Hawks are going to be playing the third-ranked Fighting the Lion Eye on Saturday. Well, it was a quick turnaround for the Hawkeyes after the Friday night late game. They had a 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time game on Saturday against Illinois. I was going to make a joke about how they make me ill and they really annoy me, but it's probably not appropriate here, so I'm going to move on. But I'd kind of forgotten about Illinois because they've been so bad at football and basketball. You know, I just hadn't really thought of them in quite some time, but... And last year, two big battles on the basketball court. So they've really got their basketball team going. And it's been a fun little rivalry uh, with Iowa and Illinois going of late. I was hoping that they would meet in the Big Ten Conference Tournament. They only met once in the regular season. Illinois won 81-75. And that was in Champaign. Iowa was was without C.J. Frederick. And Illinois has just been on a tear of late. Iowa had won eight of the last nine games after beating Wisconsin on Friday night. Well, the big matchup here is Luca Garza against Kofi Coburn. And in the first meeting, Illinois' guards, Io DeSumo and Frazier, were just on fire, getting getting to the rack, and they really hurt the Hawkeyes. And Io, you know, he's a great player, both scoring the ball, and dishing out assists. Lots of double-doubles this year with points and assists. 
you knew this was going to be a high-scoring game, the way these two teams play. Uh, CBS game, Jim Nance, Bill Raftery, Grant Hill on the call. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Tracy Wolfson reporting from the court. And Iowa wins the tip. Luca Garza left alone, hit a long two to get this to get the game started, and Iowa got back into man-to-man. And their defense has improved so much over the last several games for those Hawkeyes. Well, Coburn was getting open on switches early, getting layups and dunks, way too many points in the paint, uh, and the guards started driving, getting to the rim, making making it way too easy for Illinois. Lots of dunks, and then and then layups for the guards in that first half. And Iowa was really turning the ball over too much in this one. You know, there were some some really horrible no calls on obvious fouls by Illinois. It was like the refs just refused to call Illinois for fouls. Connor got his second foul after Iowa grabbed his arm and pulled him into him. So it should have been a foul on Iowa. Instead, it's two fouls on Connor, and then he didn't play the rest of the first half. Um, I don't know. The only time the refs called a foul is when it just was so obvious because the guy was flailing or, or, or falling to the ground. Uh, they just seemed to swallow the whistle anytime Illinois had fouls. But the one that really was just so disappointing and just hurt so much was you know uncharacteristic turnover by C.J. Frederick at the end of the half, trying to cut the lead from six to four and just a runaway layup. And Bohannon got in there, got the hand on the ball, and and really made a great play to to stop Illinois from getting two points. The ref wasn't he wasn't in position, so he just called a foul. And again, just they're not going to call that against Iowa. I mean, they're not going to call it against Illinois, I guess. But uh, uh, it was really frustrating. And Iowa keeps sending tape to the league, but nothing ever seems to change. And and the refs. And the Big Ten have just been horrible this year, but I don't know how that's gonna shake out. You know, for Illinois, they're so they play so physical. They have hands on guys the whole time. They're bodying guys up, and I'm hoping that. I mean, I I, I like the Big Ten to do well in the NCAA tournament, but man, if they get referees that actually call fouls, you know, I don't know how they're gonna do. It's gonna be interesting. But Tony Perkins had some really good minutes, a couple of nice baskets, one on a full-court drive, laying and converted inside, had a nice assist to Keegan Murray for a jumper. But Iowa in the second half just couldn't couldn't make baskets. I mean, threes weren't falling, and that was the biggest issue in the second half. They only made two threes. Coburn ended up with 26 points, eight rebounds for Illinois. Desumu had 18 points, nine assists, and Illinois shot 48% of the game. They only made three of 15 three-point shots. Garza had 21 points, 8 of 21 shooting, 12 rebounds. Joe Wieskamp, 12 points, but just 4 of 12 from the field and 1 point in the second half. Jabo had 20 points, 6 of 15 shooting, uh, 5 of 13 from 3. He was 4 of 7 at half, so he was just 2 of 8 shooting in the second half. C.J. Frederick just didn't quite look himself in this game. Um, he had trouble finishing, staying on his feet, so hope he's okay. And then off the bench, 4 points for Patty Mack. Keegan Murray and Tony Perkins. Overall, you know, it was a good effort by the Hawks. They just couldn't get some shots to fall. And only two three-point makes in the second half. Uh, you know, if they made a few more threes in that second half, it would have been a totally different game. And at the buzzer, the refs waved off Wheezy's three-pointer 
the banker at the buzzer. Man, and those fans who bet the over were going nuts. They thought they won some money. The refs went to the monitor, waved it off, and the under took the win there after they waved off his three. That was just incredible. Um, you know, I think the Hawkeyes really forced some shots in, in the second half especially, and especially from three. It looked like they were frustrated, weren't able to get open on the perimeter in the second half, and, and they were kind of shooting some shots they probably shouldn't have. Should have kept working it around, trying to get an open shot. Iowa's 40.6% shooting in this game, 33% from three. They had six threes in the first half, just two in the second. Out-rebounded 42-35, to 9-6 on offensive rebounds. So, uh, But Iowa did much better in the second half, keeping Illinois off the offensive glass. And 12 Hawkeye turnovers to eight for Illinois. Uh, some really rough turnovers in this game, but they cleaned it up in the second half after they had eight in the first half. Well, Jordan Bohannon, he knocked Jess Settles out of the top 10 in scoring for the Hawkeyes in a career. He's now number 10 with 1,625 points. He's 10 shy of Matt Gatons for ninth place, 50 shy of Ronnie Lester. Joe Wieskamp now in the top 25 all-time with 1,238 points, passing Kenyon Murray, the dad of Keegan and Chris Murray, the, the Hawkeye twins, the freshman. And I was just a huge fan of Kenyon Murray when he played for a Hawkeye. He was a great defender. Um, he could do everything. He was one of those guys that he, he, he was like, like Keegan, uh, what Keegan does for the Hawkeyes now. Well, now we wait for the NCAA basketball tournament. The two-seed Hawkeyes will play the Grand Canyon Antelopes on Saturday. Hoping for a big run in the tournament for these Hawkeyes. They have the players to do it. They just need to, to play some good defense, as they've been doing of late, and get some shots to fall. Iowa this year was 3-0 and versus Wisconsin and 0-2 versus Illinois, but at least Illinois is the third-ranked team in the nation, so you don't, you don't feel too bad about that. It's a great Hawkeye team. First two seed since the 1987 Hawkeyes with B.J. Armstrong, Roy Marble, Kevin Gamble, Brad Lojas, Ed Horton, Jeff Moe, Bill Jones, Kent Hill, Michael Reeves, Big Al Lorenzen. Just one of my all-time favorite teams. I mean, how many of those guys played in the, in the NBA for quite a while? Well, I'm ready to sing a lot in March. I want to sing, in heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. So let's go, Hawks. Let's get some big wins in the tournament. Let's have a good time. Go, Hawks!